This is Sports Jam. I'm Doug Doyle. My guest is U.S. Olympic freestyle wrestling gold medalist Tamira Mensa Stock. Tamira Mensa Stock trying to hang on. Abora Dudu with one more flurry. But she's running out of time, running out of gas. Tamira Mensa Stock has plenty left. And the American with that dream of finally standing atop the podium at the Olympics, it is here. Tamira Mensa Stock of the United States has won an Olympic gold medal. Tamara, congratulations on bringing gold from Tokyo, and welcome to Sports Jam. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's so wonderful to have you on just right after you've won this gold medal, and how exciting it was. You're taking gold in the women's 68 kg final against Blessing Obanaradudu of Nigeria. Tamara is the first Black woman to win Olympic wrestling gold, not just in the U.S., but in the world. So can you take us on to the mat for the final match? What were you thinking about? Did you have the gold medal in the back of your mind or did you have to really focus at that point? So I definitely had the gold medal in the back of my mind. It's something that we're all striving for, right? Well, you know, wrestlers anyway, you know, <laughs> Olympians. And um, yeah, that was definitely in the back of my mind. But at the same time, I still had to refocus because I don't know if, if you like watched the match closely, but there was some heavy, heavy hitting going on and it was extremely distracting. And I had to reset constantly to uh, to keep my head in the game. But by the grace of God, I was like, let go, let God and just wrestle and I did it. I, I squeezed out some points and <laughs> I made it out on top. You dominated some of your opponents, some really good opponents early on, and you you really cruised to this gold medal. It was it was a struggle, as you mentioned, because of the the way the whole final match worked out. Were there any doubts in your mind? You knew we'll get to your 2016. You knew that you belonged on that mat for the U.S. But were there any doubts that gold was coming to Tamira Mensa stock? I definitely knew that I was supposed to be in the finals match and I was supposed to get gold. But at the same time, there's always doubts. There's always the enemy creeping at your mind, telling me you're not good enough, telling, telling me that ah, you didn't work hard enough. Oh, you didn't have the right nutrition. Look at your teammates. You're doing other different things. Look at your personality. You're different than them. Like there's, there's always those creeping doubts. However, I make sure I, I will study every morning. I pray every morning. I talk to my husband all the time. I make sure that he knows how I'm feeling. I talk to my family all the time. And there's just so many people in my corner that have constantly and consistently told me that I can do what I'm setting out to do. And so there were doubts, but I can do all things through Christ. That strengthens me. And I did it. And I'm excited. So You were just a bundle of joy to listen to, to watch, to perform. Jacob, your husband, you know, has been with you for a long time. And he had to be so proud of you. Now, this goes way back, the relationship that you have with him from your high school days at Morton Ranch, then on to college even at Wayland Baptist College. Now, did this flame start early on? Where did this, when did you know Jacob was the right guy for you? So that's an interesting question. So I had boyfriends all the way up until my junior year of college. So in high school, I had a boyfriend, but I'd always look at Jacob, Jacob and go, 
I don't know if he'd like me. Man. He was on the wrestling team there with yeah. you, right? He was a team captain on the wrestling team with us. And I just, I loved looking at him and his personality and how he carried himself. He was just this cool guy that loved having fun. And it was just a, such a hard worker and just incredib incredibly intelligent. I found out he was super sweet. And um, I, I, I loved, I loved so many things about him. And uh, I had prayed that we could date. And I was always just too shy to just like be forward of my feelings. Um, when were you too shy? I know, right? I know. Like, yeah, that was the enemy creeping in my head saying, nah, he doesn't want you. But um, I was always just too shy. But I, I still flirted with him. Like, there was a few um, there was a few of us that would run and touch his butt and go, ha, ha, <laughs> You know how it is. And uh, when I found out that he was actually going to be going to Wayland Baptist University, uh, well, I had other... I had other schools and sites, but that was a super bonus on top of the fact that Waylon wanted me and my twin, regardless of her being a state champion. So Waylon had a few bonuses that, uh, that I definitely jumped on that bandwagon. And uh, my husband was one of them. And when we went to college together, um, when I wasn't dating anyone, I would find out what his schedule was like. And I, go to the recreational center and happen upon him and ask to play pool and ping pong with him. <laughs> so, so you really had this worked out for a while then. Jacob I'm was not gonna, I'm a, I'm a seed planner. I like to plant seeds. Wow. Uh, and did did I, he pick up on this? Did he play hard to get? What was he all about? So it's interesting. He had said that I was playing hard to get and that I was the one that was always in a relationship, which is true. And he also said, <laughs> that he might not have been like the right man for me because he saw that I was, you know, this, this girl that did no wrong. And that was not a goody two shoes, but you know, I was a good girl. Like I, I didn't do anything bad. I did what I was supposed to do. And so he felt like he would like taint me if we did start dating. And so I guess God like developed him in the right way to where he was ready for me when we got to college and junior year hit and finally we uh we like made it happen and i've been happy ever since and your family cheering you on at the tokyo games but somebody who wasn't there uh, extremely special to you you lost your father in a car accident years ago when you were in high school and yeah. he, he was from ghana and of course ghana nigeria rivals so was he on the mat with you during the olympics he definitely was. Absolutely. I had two fathers on the mat with me, my father in Christ and my father who is in heaven with him. And I'm definitely like always wrestling for him. He, um, I have a, a big portrait of him <laughs> in, uh, in my house right now. And I love just looking at him and just going, I know you, you see me. I have dreams about him all the time. And um, he always tells me I never left you and that I'm always here for you. And that's always comforting. But um, he was definitely on the mat with me and for sure screaming his butt off saying, kill her. That's one thing <laughs> I when, uh, when we were in high school, he'd yell, Matt's side, kill him, kill him. After I got off the mat, I'd be like, daddy, oh, you're not supposed to say kill. That is terrible. <sighs> you were so emotional at your news conference after your gold medal match. And you mentioned him right away. You 
you know, you were in tears. When I first started wrestling, I felt that I could be an Olympic champ. So I kept going. I did it. I started wrestling the first year and he would love going to every single tournament and duel. There was one time I didn't even tell him about a duel and he was mad at me. And I was thinking, Daddy, I told him, Daddy, why, why are you so mad at me? Like, it, it was just a duel. It's one match. And he said, it doesn't matter. I want to watch you wrestle every chance I get. Tell me every time you step on that mat and I will be there. And yeah, I guess that I guess it's so close to my heart. That's probably why I mentioned him immediately. <laughs> yeah. And you were asked about him too. And that, and obviously at a very emotional time. So it was very difficult for you. But we hear so many wonderful stories about Olympic champions and athletes. Is it that edge? You know, I talk about the edge that athletes like yourself have that push you just a little bit more than the average athlete to great heights. Was the fact that your father was with you during this time, was that the edge you needed and you had Jacob support, your twin sister and everything else? I honestly don't know. I, I definitely want to give all glory to Christ because in, in mourning, I'll find comfort in him. And I've been through a lot of heartache and I, maybe it's my support system, knowing that my father wants me to go the distance. Maybe it's from all the people that I have lost and I know how much they believed in me. And I, I knew that I couldn't quit. I'm not entirely sure where I got the edge, but I do know one thing. I could not have had this strength on my own. And I know it's because of, yeah, just my support system and my faith in God for sure. And I, my dog is making weird noises. I'm just going to say something like, Otis, Lula, settle down. Kind of, what <laughs> kind of dog do you have? They're a Shih Tzu Terrier and a teddy bear, which is a Shih Tzu Bichon. And they were precious little babies. My husband just gave them a bath, so they look like little rats. I, I didn't picture that for you. I pictured really you know, muscular, big dogs. You know, because no. you're so powerful. I, I didn't expect that you and Jacob would have these little, these little pups. <laughs> That's something I didn't know. <laughs> we, had, we had forever puppies and I love brushing them. They're hypoallergenic, so they need to be brushed all the time. And oh, they're, they're incredible. They, they, I just love hugging them. And yeah, yeah. we have small dogs. <laughs> someone who loves to hug you is someone who we haven't mentioned yet, but you certainly were wrestling for her as well. And that's your mom. That hard work ethic, you know, was something that drove you as well to keep you moving on. And now you get to give her a special gift after winning some money from the U.S. Olympic Committee. Tell our viewers and listeners about that special gift. So my mom is a CNA and she's worked her butt off. Like my dad was, uh, but when he was alive, he would help her financially. And when he passed like it, it, it was extremely tough on her and doing cna work is if any of you guys know what cna work is like imagine being 50 years old and like it is just hard my mom is over 50 and like she, she she's a big woman so like she's a little overweight and she has she's diabetic and she has knee problems and she has foot problems and it, it's it's a it's a struggle and i see her struggling all the time and i told her years ago 
I know what your dream is. Your dream is to have a food truck. And uh, I, I want to make that dream come true. So when I win the Olympics, I'm going to make sure I get you that food truck. And uh, she, she's been believing in me ever since. Um, I, tell, I, uh, I tell her all the time, please don't go out and do illegal cooking because she has a, a pit on wheels. And that sucker, that has gotten, in her, that has gotten her into an immense amount of trouble. And really? That is putting it lightly. Yes. No kidding. Uh, I'm and not so going to ask him any more about that. We uh, yeah. because it's all positive now for mom. So obviously, what what kind of food does does she want to make in the food truck? So she wants to make African food and barbecue, and she wants to bake. And um, first of all, I just want to thank my sponsors because they have been there since the beginning as well. But at the same time, I really want to thank uh, cruising cruising kitchens they are going to make my mom from scratch her very own food truck and it is going to have everything i cannot have imagined and more i <laughs> i'm positively elated and excited for her and uh, when i when i surprised her with that uh, we had we actually did an interview somewhere else and, and i surprised her with it it made me cry seeing her cry with joy and we were just both on the phone just crying i'm like ah dang it we're ruining the interview <laughs> but so um, does she already has the truck now not yet not they're yet. in the process of making it and, okay in the process yeah. of making so yeah. when it's all completed and you and jacob walk up for the first time because i'm sure you're going to be the first guest to the food truck what are you two ordering i'm going to order fish most likely, I don't know if I'm food with fish because that's what she says that she wants to make. And it's an African dish, but I'm a pescatarian, so I don't really eat the barbecue. <laughs> but I'm sure my husband is probably going to order something African as well because he loves her African dishes. <laughs> you smile and you've been smiling, you know, almost this entire time. And it's, yeah. it's certainly one of your trademarks. But I understand that when you were at Morton Ranch High School, the coaches there in, in Texas and Katy, Texas would tell you, Stop smiling, Tamara. Oh. Tell us why this was a this was one of the things they mentioned to you. Because oh, I love them, Coach Balder, Coach Black. They're incredible. Uh, so the reason why they would tell me to stop smiling is because when I stepped on the mat my first year of wrestling, I'd step on, get in my wrestling stance, and just grin my ears off because I was just happy to. Just be there and they would be like stop smiling it's so creepy stop <laughs> like what do you want me to do they're like focus focus be serious and focus but I, I would think that that would catch some wrestlers off guard right because like be like a silent assassin right you know your dad's out there was yelling out and then you're out there smiling it's not that who's that who's i can't be his daughter out there she's smiling <laughs> right it's probably I honestly, uh, if I could go back and ask those wrestlers, like, did you think I was weird when we were wrestling because I was smiling? I, I would love to hear that because honestly, if I saw somebody smiling at me when I got on the mat, I'd go, oh, really? Really? You're smiling. We're about to have some fun. Let's go. But the high school mindset, they're probably like, ah, what's wrong with her? <laughs> You know, it's, it's hard to believe when we see a personality like yours. You were bullied at times in school, I understand. I was, yeah, in track and field. Why? Because I was different. 
Um, I didn't fit into the box that I was supposed to be my, my color. I was, you know, this punk girl that dressed like rock, like rock style. Like I, I honestly don't know. I was bubbly. Um, I was a little ditzy. Like I'm yeah, but, so you're, first. but you're so fun though. I would think that people would connect with you. Yeah. You would, you would think that, but there were a few people that didn't feel that way and they call me stupid and dumb and ugly. And yeah, it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't right. I, I don't think they're anywhere around right now, are they? They're a little silent with the gold medalists from the Tokyo Games. Tamara Mensah-Stock, they have nothing to say anymore, I bet. No, they absolutely don't. One of them wanted me to quit wrestling because her friend was in it. And I was like, yeah, definitely not. Uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Did someone help you through that time? Um. My coaches, so Coach Balzer, um, and he's still coaching at Morton Ranch. Somehow they heard about it, uh, and Coach Black, they heard about it, and they said, who who was it, and we'll deal with it. And I just brushed it aside and said, no, it's cool. You guys don't got to do anything about it. Uh, I pretty much just handled it on my own, and um, I was really strong in my faith back then as well. And I guess I just took it on chin. I was just like, Whatever. They're not gonna. They're not gonna phase me. Tamara, we're facing some difficult times when it comes to, you know, race relations, social justice matters, and things. Does it mean something to you that you're the first black woman to win gold in freestyle wrestling in the world? At what? What actually? What? Uh, what is captivating me is the fact that I get to spread my message of love and joy because there is so much negativity going around, and I know. When there's darkness, light has to come out and just blind people. And I want to be that light. So that that's what this means to me. It, it to me it means, oh my gosh, this is this is an incredible, incredible opportunity for me to just bring so many smiles to people's faces because they're they're struggling and they they feel like there's no hope. And I wanna I wanna be that light in their lives and go, yes, there is. You can do all things through Christ that strengthens you, and I want to let you know that. Mensa Stock won at the Olympic trials for Rio back in 2016, but the U.S. never qualified her weight class, so she went to those Olympics but didn't compete. She went strictly as a training partner for a teammate. This time she's here, this time she's on the mat, and this time she gets to go for gold. Perseverance is another quality of Tamara Mensah-Stock because not only, you know, you might just think when you're a great wrestler, you just move along and the path is there and eventually you get the gold medal. But in 2016, you were eligible for Rio, but you weren't allowed to go. Tell us what happened with that. So I qualify. I, I didn't qualify my weight class. I won Olympic trials. And, oh boy, I was so ecstatic but I did not qualify the weight class. And I can, I promise you, I remember every single match where I did not qualify that weight because I wasn't working through Christ. I did not say, let go, let God. I got into my own mind and I said, pardon me, I said that I couldn't do it, which is why I'm so adamant about my faith now because back then I relied on just myself and look where that got me. So it, um, it definitely... Woo, I've definitely changed. <laughs> definitely changed since then. 
And not only are you a woman of faith, you're, you're a patriotic person too, because you embrace the flag and we're really excited about representing your country. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. I, I love being here. Like I would not be here today if my dad hadn't immigrated from Ghana and I, I don't know where I would have been born, but my dad chose America because he knew that America would give him the opportunities. My dad had multiple businesses in Louisiana and he, he made a way for himself. America has a lot of opportunities. My dad was an immigrant. He had multiple businesses. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, that's incredible. Like, we take being in America for granted. And I'm not taking it for granted. I'm going out there and I'm going to get mine. And I got mine. And um, I just know because of all my travels, um, how many opportunities we have here. Because it's, it's different overseas. And I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Like we have our struggles, but every family has their struggles, right? But we, 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 we build from it and we grow from it. And that's what America is going to be doing. And by the grace of God, God's given me this opportunity to bring smiles to people's faces and show them that, hey, I love America. I love being me. Join me, being me. Smile. Love us. Love <laughs> Love. Just spread the love. You know, that's one of the things that, that I love about you is the fact that you have fun while being so committed to your sport that you can take the time to enjoy it as, as you're going through it. We hear about so many athletes that they train so hard that they forget about you know, enjoying other aspects of life. But I think that's changing in, in the world too. And your personality was shining on NBC's coverage. That I think the whole staff there at NBC, Tokyo Live, they, they loved you on there. They had you sing. You were, you, <laughs> you, you were amazing during that clip. But they also mentioned that you might want to move into a different part of wrestling, the <laughs> WWE. Yeah. Tell us about that. Why, why, you know, you certainly have the personality and star power for that. You would enjoy that, I guess, huh? I would totally enjoy it. I'm such an, I'm such an aggressive person, even though I'm loving. And I've always imagined myself hitting somebody with a chair and just <laughs> doing just, just, just fun stuff. Cause I love wrestling. Like where I'm at right now, I love Olympic wrestling right now because I do feel safe. Like there's certain things that we're not allowed to do and like uh, the, the refs protect us, but in WWE, it's all out. And I, like, it's also still protected as well. And I know I can have fun doing it. And it's just another art audience that I want to captivate and grab with my message. So I, I want to transcend the sport of Olympic wrestling and go into that. And that's the next step for wrestling. So I, I want to do it. I want to, I want to infect all their hearts and love on them and bring them joy. Women wrestling, you know, in high school, it, it, it's fairly new, but when, when you started, you started kind of late in high school, right? So what was it about this sport that you love so much? You talk about, you know, the certain things you're allowed to do and, and not allowed to do. What prompted you to say, I've got to be on this mat? The camaraderie, honestly. Like like we discussed earlier, I was bullied. And um, in wrestling, I wasn't. I was welcomed with open arms for who I was. And that made me want to stay. Granted, I did want to quit a month, like within the month. 
I, I every day I wanted to quit. But after I won my first match, I wanted to stay. And I loved that I could be aggressive and nice about it because I've always been a hugger and a lover. And anytime I would hug people, apparently I would like choke them with my shoulder, didn't realize it. And um, I, I would just hug aggressively. So to be able to get my all my pent out energy out in wrestling was a great opportunity. And yeah, it's one of the things that I love is the, the aggressiveness that I can achieve and still be sweet about it. Men's stock is strong, controlling that outside control, gripping that tricep muscle, holding those elbows in, trying to keep her from penetrating. Really tight inside there. What's the, the favorite move? What's the move that has made you the champion that you are? Because you've won world championships now. Now you're the gold medalist at 68 kg. When I watched you just seem to dominate. You just seem to, you know, to dig in and you control the match. But you tell me. I honestly don't have a signature move. My my coaches love when I do my double leg. Um, I I honestly am a very, very versatile wrestler. I have so many things that I've been learning and I'm going to be continuing to learn. But um, I think something that I'm known for is my spirit of not giving up and just go getting it regardless of the situation. I may get scored on. That's fine. I remember there was a point where I got double legged uh, to my back and I got up and was like, is that all you got? And <laughs> I ended up winning the match. So um, I think I don't really have a signature move. I more so just have a signature personality and that's resilience on and off the mat. I have to be honest with you. I'm not great when it comes to the scoring of wrestling. So I get nervous. Mm -hmm. I'm watching your match and I'm worried that you know, a reversal at any point, you know, could, could ruin a gold medal for you. And you simply didn't allow that to happen. It's your, it seemed like your upper body strength dominated the last few seconds of that match. Was that the case? Yeah, it definitely was the case because she kept trying to just snap my head down and she was just slapping, slapping, snapping, snapping, slapping, snapping. It, it was ridiculous. So I, I was just, I, I was just making sure she did not slap me anymore. So I just had to cut her off. I'm like, you know what? I don't need another takedown. I'm good. We're just going to stop you from slapping because at some point in my mind, I saw, I saw this happening. She slapped me so hard. She did a go behind and she ended up and she gets a two. That's something that she's known for. And I wasn't going to let that happen. So I definitely had to dominate uh, upper body for sure. You have nothing to prove now, but will you be in the next Olympics? Um, possibly. I'm definitely going to world championships in Oslo, Germany in three months. So that's for sure. But I don't know what the future holds. Um, I, I see that in my sights, but you know, who knows? Like, I, I want to do WWE as well. So maybe I could do duo. I don't want to get into your romantic escapades with Jacob, but do you guys <laughs> wrestle for fun? Uh, I mean, you know, of course we're intimate. <laughs> yeah, we, I didn't, yeah, but, but, <laughs> but I'm a, you know, a real type of wrestler. <laughs> sorry, children. Sorry. <laughs> for those that are watching, uh, I, I, I feel like I said it politely, but no, we, you did. we don't. You did, wrestle. you did, but. <laughs> Sorry, Douglas. Um, we don't, we don't entirely wrestle, wrestle. There's been a few times where we have wrestled and um, 
actually we wrestled after world championships and when I was a world champion and he is still strong. He may be retired for the past three years, but he, a man is a man and he is six, one and a half heavier than me. And yeah, he still just knows how to wrestle. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm good. I'm so just, good. <laughs> just two more questions here on sports jam. Uh, I know that you can sing because I've heard you now and I know you like music. Is there jazz in your playlist at all? There isn't. That's one genre that's not in my playlist. Well, we're going to have to get you liking jazz because WBGO is all about jazz. You can see behind me a lot of jazz uh, CDs there at WBGO. We're the world's greatest jazz station. We need to send you a care package to get you started on Miles Davis and Ella Fitzgerald and Billie Holiday and all the rising new stars, as well as bassist Christian McBride and people like that. And I bet you and Jacob will enjoy jazz together. I feel like I knew every last one of those names. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I'm those like, are the greats. And we, oh. play, we play them and so much more at WBGO. So the last question, and it may be a tough one for you. If dad was still around, what do you want to say to him today? <sighs> if he was still around, uh, I'd probably... I want to give him a big hug and just follow him around for a day. Cause that's what I would always do. I just follow him around. I'd be like his little, <laughs> I was his daughter. So like I tell him, I love you so much. And I know how proud you are of me, but know that you are my number one fan. You always have been. And I'm so happy that I get to represent who you are. And I love you. And I didn't drop your name. I made sure I carried that on the mat with me because I wanted people to know that I was Ghanaian as well. And what a beautiful tribute to win the gold medal for your entire family. And we look forward to when the food truck is put together and that great food will be coming our way. You got to let us know where it's going to be stationed there in Texas so people can come by and, and take part in your mother's great food and maybe get a glimpse of Tamira Mensa Stock and your husband, Jacob, and the rest of your family. So I want to thank you for being a guest here on Sports Jam and congratulations on the gold medal and many more championships and much more success in the future. Thank you so much, Douglas, for having me. Sports Jam is a WBGO Studios production. You can check out all the podcasts by going to wbgo.org slash sportsjam. Find Sports Jam with Doug Doyle on the NPR list of podcasts and on iTunes. Special thanks going out to Jerry Milani for helping us hook up with Tamara Mensa Stock. Thanks to NBC's Olympic coverage. Until our next Sports Jam session, I'll see you at the game.